Welcome. You're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I'm your guide through this audio journey of learning. Journey of learning. Journey. No. This is a weekly radio show on WPRK featuring makers, artists, and professionals who are doing something neat. If you like what you hear, consider subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or even Stitcher. And visit toacertaindegree.com for all the past episodes and our line of merch. Do we actually have a line of merch? I am not sure. But if I say we have a line of merch in a podcast introduction, there's a good chance it will come true. That is how my version of the book, The Secret, which is also a movie, I think, works. And now, on with the show. Ghost Twin on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. I'm here every week from 7 to 9, and every week I have a very special guest. This week, no exception, my very special guest is Bethany Renee Williams of Coffee Fueled, from Coffee Fueled, of Coffee Fueled, how should I say that, of um, Coffee Fueled Marketing? I'd say from, from Coffee Fueled. From Coffee Fueled. I mean, either Fueled. way it works. From Coffee Fueled. Could you get right up on that microphone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you can pull it over to you. You don't have to move. The microphone serves you. You don't serve the microphone. <laughs> yeah. True, yeah. True. Just like in life. Yeah, this is true. Life <laughs> wisdom. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, of course. Getting up early, coming out. Uh, I was checking out some of your stuff between uh, when we met at uh, Milk Mart, I yeah. think uh, a couple of months ago. A bit. And uh, signing you up. And, you know, sometimes people come up to me at events or I just meet them in places and I go, I just can tell that this person would be a good guest, that I want to talk to them more, that I want to interview them, that I want to, uh, you know, really get to know them. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So we're going to do that. So I've, I've looked at, obviously, I, I've learned everything that I can from your social media and uh, things of that nature. Degree in coffee field. Yeah. So I have to actually, and if you want to learn more about Bethany Renee Williams, coffeefuel.net or at coffeefueled on Instagram. So we'll put that out there early on in the process. But so we have to play a game. Okay. It's 20-ish questions. I like to get to know people by this, through this. I think it's a good way to get to know them. But instead of saying yes or no, up or down, what you're going to do is uh, it's a festive time of the year, two turtle doves or a partridge in a pear tree. So two turtle doves if you're for something, because two of anything is always better than one of something. All right. That and makes sense. When I was a kid, obviously a turtle dove was some sort of flying turtle. So That's I think true. they're super like Pokemon, yeah. cool. Who wouldn't want a turtle dove? Uh, partridges in a pear tree. <laughs> Like that sounds like a lot of work. You have the upkeep of no the pear tree. Pears, you, know? you have to go get the grounds from Starbucks yeah. in order to yeah. yeah. And pears are yeah. That's pear not nectar. Like a, I don't know if it's a favorite fruit though. No, it's never a favorite fruit. Like if I see pear nectar somewhere, I might have that mm -hmm. because that's rare and good. But for the most part, you know, who's buying pears at this point <laughs> in their lives? <laughs> I think it's very rare. Okay, so two turtle doves. All right, that's a thumbs up. Do you want to write this down at all? I think, I, I, think I got it. Got Two it. turtle okay. doves is, is yes. And, and you can just partridge go in a pear tree turtle is doves versus partridge. Okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, we're coming up on the end of the year. How do you feel about resolutions, New Year's resolutions? Two turtle doves or a partridge in a pear tree? I'm going to say turtle doves. Yeah? Yeah. You're for them. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited for 2019. I think setting resolutions is like setting goals. And if you yeah. have goals, then you achieve things. So. 
So you strike me as a very goal-oriented person. Definitely a goal-oriented person. Yeah, okay. And that comes through, I think, uh, in the way that you approach it. We are just talking a little bit offline about how you approach your clients and how straightforward you are with them. And you say, this is what you're going to get and this is how you're going to get it. Yeah, and I think it's easier to you know, make a client happy whenever you yeah. have a goal and it's an agreed upon goal. You guys are looking at the same number um, as opposed to just being like, here's what I did. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and so when I say, and I should mention too, when I say from Coffee Fueled Marketing, you are the CEO and owner of yes. Coffee Fueled Marketing. Yep. How long have you been doing that? I've been doing marketing uh, for a really long time. I started doing um, graphic design when I was like 11, started yep. doing social media and stuff when I was 14. Um, I've officially had Coffee Fueled since about 2015. So I would say like nine years-ish, maybe yeah. a little longer. But for Coffee Fuel to run that on a day-to-day basis, day -day you have to be basis. pretty goal-oriented. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good to know. Uh, let's go to technology for a second. Uh, Amazon just announced that they're going to be expanding their Amazon Go line of stores. All right. How do you feel about that? Two turtle doves or a partridge in a pear tree? And are you familiar with the Amazon yeah, Go concept? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Um, I'm going to say partridge in a pear tree because honestly, if it's available like that, I'll probably spend a lot more money on Amazon and I already spend a lot of money on Amazon. It's probably not something I should be doing. So the idea is that you go in, you grab the stuff, you have your app open and you can just walk out. Yep. And their big thing right now, they've expanded to four cities. Um, their big test for 2019 and beyond is going to be multiple size stores so they can compete with the Walmarts, the Walgreens, the CVSs of the world. Um, that, what about the experience itself? The experience itself, I think, will be pretty great. My problem now is I have Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. and I like to get things that are same-day shipping. And Because, you know, why go to the store when Amazon will deliver it in three hours? Right. So it's it's pretty dangerous because you can get anything on Amazon. So, so do you feel like that's you're, you're getting isolated? Uh, I could see that. I feel like it's removing a little bit of the shopper process. But, yeah. I mean, at the same time, I still love to go shopping. Okay. So I don't think it's going to eliminate that. But Altogether. For me personally, it's pretty dangerous to have that uh, option, but I think it'll be pretty good for, in the overall like scheme of things for yeah. other people. You know. So we're coming up on 2019. So one of the tropes of just the any kind of writing process, any kind of um, news outlet is going to be the 2019 trends. So I wanted to talk to, to you about some of those and, and a couple of those you've hit on already yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. You know, people don't want to wait for anything anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, they want it instantly. Okay, so we'll come back to that. Thank you for your answer on that one. Um, the Lion King live action movie trailer just came out. How do you feel about this conversion to live action movies? Um, I mean, I love Lion King, so I'm biased. Um, so I guess this would be Two Turtle Doves because okay. I love Lion King. Um, so seeing it again, I, but the yeah, live action version yeah. of it. I mean, I don't care to watch it again just because I love the movie. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of nice to like, I guess, give younger people a look into the movies we watched when we were kids. I don't really see any negatives to it. You get to watch Lion King again. That's how <laughs> I see it. You have two versions of Lion King to watch now. Do you think, I mean, and I didn't realize this, that it's going to be so close to the original um, it's basically just a live action version of the animated uh, movie. Do you have any issue with that? Like trying to recapture that magic? Do you think from a storytelling perspective, they should try something else? I think they've done a couple of Lion King movies at this point. 
And I mean, it's just like going to Starbucks and they're like, do you want whole milk or do you want almond milk? So now you can choose, do you want animated or live action? <laughs> so all movies Wait, should be so made that way. Wait, so which one is healthier? The uh, live action al- or Almond the milk's better if we're talking no, about I milk. No, yes, but the animated or the live action? Um, Putting you on the spot. I guess, I guess it depends what you're into. I mean... Now, now remember, a lot of live action movies and a lot of animated movies listen to this show. That's true. So okay, I can't isolate hurt, anyone. You're going to hurt somebody's feelings at the end of this. I think, um, I mean, personally, I would say the original is probably better because that's usually how it goes historically. The original is usually better. You know, like the book's better than the movie type of deal. That's my understanding. So I would say probably the animated version is going to be better. All right. Let's talk about coffee. Uh, You named your organization Coffee Fuel. Yes. (laughs) If you follow yourself, well, I guess, do you follow yourself on Instagram? Um, I have a business page. That's a good question. So, yeah. Uh, you take a lot of pictures. You work, uh, though your name of the organization is Coffee Fueled, you are not focused on just the coffee market. I am not. <laughs> but it's obviously something that's important to you. So, yeah. first of all, two turtle doves or a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, how do you fall on coffee? On coffee? Definitely two turtle doves. I love coffee. So when did that start for you? Like when did you start drinking coffee and when did you find yourself? And are you, do you feel like you're, you know, you're, you have this super taster mentality when it comes to it and you have to have a certain kind? I would say there are probably like four levels of coffee knowledge, yeah. you know, like the, the basic person who just, you know, gets just their coffee the caffeine. and yeah, it's a caffeine just, delivery system. It's just system. more of a medication. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I would say there's like, you know, like more critical people who are like, I only want like at least Starbucks, you know, okay. critical people. Yep. And then there's the people who are more like connoisseurs. And they are like, I want craft coffee. I want like, you know, like something that's ground fresh. And, you know, I I know where the beans came from. And then I think there's like the experts who are the people who can like smell coffee and tell you what country it came from. Oh. And I would say I'm probably like level three. I don't know if I could smell coffee and tell you where it came from, but I like to try and guess. (laughs) And sometimes I'm right. (laughs) But, you know, it's only some people can do that. It's a a gift of a select few. I would say... um, I started drinking coffee. My mom got me my first Starbucks when I was 13. And from that day, from that first Frappuccino, (laughs) that's where it began. And I was like, wow, this is good stuff. I need some more of this. I need more of this in my life. Yeah. And so then every single day since I, since I was 13, every day without, without a, you know, a miss every day. You've had coffee. Every day. Of some kind. Yeah. Wow. In some way. That is a, At least that one is a cup. big trend. Yeah. What ha- so what happens if you miss that streak? Um, <laughs> I'm, and, I would and say. This is a big thing too. Uh, so I'm going to, let me describe Bethany uh, uh, for a second. I mean, you're, you look young, yeah. but you're 106 years old. From I am, yeah. <laughs> so we're actually the same age. Which is great to have somebody, you know, who's been around the yeah, for yeah, a while. Yeah, I've, I've been here for, you know, a, a century and, and a little bit. A little and bit, yeah. Some change, yeah. Yeah, we saw some things. Yeah. Yeah. Things have happened. Coffee's <laughs> changed a little bit, you know. Just slightly. Yeah. Just slightly, yeah. Now we know where it's from. Yeah. Now we know where it's from and we can put syrup in it. Yes. It's pretty great. Many, many syrups. Yeah. Sorry, you're not, not 106 it, years old. No, I'm but. not. No, I'm just 102. It's fine. I'm yeah. a couple of years out of A couple of years younger than me. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, a day without coffee pretty much just means headaches, you know, like oh, typical caffeine withdrawals. Yeah, so you're just you're just doing it at this point because you don't want to go through the withdrawals. Yeah. And yeah. it tastes good. I mean, that helps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
uh, graphic design wise, mm -hmm. uh, so that's uh, a little bit where you started, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of your marketing and creative journey. Yep. Uh, how do you feel about cursive? Did you have to learn cursive when you were in school? And do you feel like it's still of value? Okay, th this is a conflict for me because I love typography uh -huh. and I love doing typography design. I'm, I'm gonna say partridge in a pear tree for one reason. Cursive is handwriting. It's not, you know, like an actual font design. on yeah, a computer. Font, yeah, because yeah. there are many different fonts that could be cursive. I did have to learn cursive in school, and okay. I was really bad at it. All right. I was terrible at cursive. Um, I can still write in cursive. It's not the most beautiful handwriting. I'm not gonna lie, but it's it's definitely cursive. <laughs> so the fact that you just weren't, you, you never really picked it up, is yeah. I would say that, and also. No one really uses it, if we're being honest. Well, I mean, if, we're, yeah. if you're in a business setting and you're walking up to a whiteboard to lead a meeting, you don't start writing in cursive. People would be like, what are you, what what is are you doing? Why, what why is, is there scribbles on the, on the wall? Why are you putting scribbles on the yeah. whiteboard? What are you doing? So it's not, it's not commonly used enough anymore that yeah. it's something that we could, that would be helpful. Okay, yeah. I'll take that. Where do you land uh, two turtle doves partridge or a partridge in a pear tree? Uh, crowdfunding. Um, I'm going to say two turtle doves. I think crowdfunding is a really beneficial uh, process. I think it can help people who can't necessarily get a business loan, but have a really great idea, or maybe they don't have connections to investors or they don't mm. even, you know, even know how to get connections to those kind of people. So I think it opens the market to a lot of people who have ideas and maybe wouldn't have the means to fund them in any other way, but might have like a really good product or service. I feel like I can't name any off the top of my head, but I sure. know there are some really great things that have come out of those. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. the, and some of them are defunct now. So yeah. it's interesting because, you know, you're, even though it's crowdfunded and it might be a really interesting and compelling idea, there are still people out there that may not understand how to do the marketing component mm -hmm. once it's done yep. or uh, the production part of it. They mm -hmm. have this wonderful idea and they make, a, you know, a version of it. Have you ever worked with somebody, an entrepreneur, like trying to do something along those lines? I've never worked with a crowdfunding company, but I've worked with startups. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I love working with startups. They're very like starry-eyed people. Mm -hmm. They have the whole world ahead of them. So it's a lot different than working with someone who's been in business for like 40 years and they're like, right, no, we want to do it like this. Burn out like, yeah. and thinks they know yeah, everything. Yeah, so it's a lot different yeah. uh, process. I mean, I think it's pretty fun, you know? Yeah. That sounds great. All right. Very good. So let's go back to technology because obviously so much of what we do is technology. We're going to talk a, a bit later about uh, your travel schedule. Mm -hmm. um, so that was another thing in terms of booking yeah. you. You tend to travel. You have clients all over the world, mm -hmm. which is awesome. And, you know, you're able to have sort of a virtual agency. You can be representative of a lot of different places yep. because it's easy enough to go to a city and set up in a coffee shop and that's your and That's why we're coffee office. field. Yeah. That makes sense. Let me ask you specifically if you've seen this anywhere and if you've tried it the the scooters, the uh the yeah. scooter sharing. Okay. So um, these are electric scooters. Um if you've seen the uh bikes around town, you know those were the ones that mm -hmm. came first. You can rent the bikes, you use an app. So now we have electric scooters all over the streets of major metropolitan yeah. cities. I was in Denver, I think it was like a month or two ago. Yeah. It's been a little bit. And they have the scooters and bikes all over Denver. 
And I carry my backpack pretty much everywhere because I never know when I'm going to need to like pull out my laptop or have my notebook or whatever it is. And I personally can't ride a scooter with a heavy backpack on. Maybe it's just me and I have no sense of balance. But I preferred the bikes, honestly. Yeah. And they're the electric bikes because they have a little basket and you can just like throw all your stuff oh, in there. Oh, fully electric bike. Yeah. They, yeah well, yeah, yeah. I guess it was like an e-assist like, yeah. bike, you know. So you pedal for like What's a minute. What's there? And then, so that might be yeah, it more was pre- beneficial. It was pretty nice. To, and, and, you know, you're like <laughs> 7,000 feet in the air. So you need a little bit of assistance breathing, you know. Oh, yeah. So that if, you, would help. if you have to put like a lot of effort into biking through Denver, you're going to be out of breath. So yeah, you I would say make it. referring to the scooters, I hope we get them in Orlando just because it'll be a really big step for our community showing mm-hmm. like how much we're growing. Cause I know we just got the e-assist bikes, but personally I'm going to say partridge in a pear tree because I can't ride them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at it. Let's say you didn't have your backpack. All and right. You may not feel comfortable with that scenario because it sounds like it has to come with you everywhere you go. Uh, but would you, I, I guess the the other part of the question is, um, do you feel comfortable like riding one of those things around in downtown Orlando? I would say downtown Orlando, it probably wouldn't be as bad. People drive a little crazy in downtown, but it's not like a huge city. So I don't think you'd be in any danger if you, you know, pay attention to what's going on around you. But I just feel more comfortable on a bike. And maybe yeah. it's just, you know, habit, like, you know, creature of habit. And like, sure, I've sure, sure. ridden a bike for so long and it's just what I'm comfortable with. You weren't on, like, as a kid, one of those Razor scooters doing those crazy tricks. I, was, I actually almost broke my foot on a Razor scooter when I was like eight. So yeah. maybe okay. I'm just like, so you know, averse to it. I'm so glad we got down to the root of the issue. We, f- we found the childhood trauma that caused me to yeah, not so like to scooters. A certain degree, to a certain degree is also a very good therapy for people. So yeah. I'll send you a bill afterwards. Right, so let's cool. move on. Um, I don't know if you heard about this sort of, uh, uh, I don't even know what we call it. It used to be guerrilla marketing campaign mm-hmm. or alternative marketing campaign. So whatever we call it now, mm-hmm. uh, Palessi, uh, or it, it was basically Payless. Yeah, uh, I saw the yeah. story. So they opened this uh, store, uh, this uh, fashionable high-end store, invited a bunch of influencers um, to me, it sounded like they basically just duped a bunch of people, mm-hmm. but it was kind of a fun story. So they sold Payless shoes at this Palessi mm-hmm. uh, store for, you know, two, three, four. I, I think they sold one for $640. Mm-hmm. They refunded everybody's money um, and all that. But I don't know if you had a take on it, uh, you know, personally I, or and from a marketing yeah, perspective. Yeah, I think, okay, so from a marketing perspective, I think it's interesting to look at this and understand, you know, how great marketing can be if you know what you're doing and just yeah. showing that, like, the extent you can take it to, that you could take a $20 pair of shoes and sell it for 600 if you're marketing it the right way. Uh, from a personal standpoint, I mean, I didn't get duped. So it's fine. Right. <laughs> if I got duped, I might be a little more upset. So I might be biased. But uh, I think it was genius, honestly. Yeah. I think it was really smart. And it's the holidays. And they were like, you know, we need to get some kind of publicity out there. We want people to know who we are. And whenever they think we're going to go holiday shopping, we want right. them to think pay less. And it was honestly funny. I feel like it was pretty humorous. It that was, they did that. And, and I mean, they refunded the money. So they refunded the money. And, you know, it's not like we have in general the highest uh, regard for influencers and yeah. fashion bloggers. And not, I'm not saying anything bad yeah. about it, but it, 
you know, out of everything, it it felt a little bit like a victimless crime. Yeah. It's not like it was like Vogue magazine wrote an article about Pelosi and was like, guys, go get your $600 pair of shoes. Well, okay. So let me go to another thing then. So it sounds like you're, you're, uh, two, uh, uh, two turtle doves. Yeah. I can't even remember my own game. Turtle doves. Yeah. Okay. So two turtle doves are a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, cryptocurrency promotions were in the news, uh, this week. Uh, DJ Khaled and Floyd Merriweather were both, uh, uh, fined basically for promoting something without actually saying that they were paid to promote it. And it was this random cryptocurrency because of course that's the hottest thing out there. And so what do you think about, I I guess I'm asking about that, uh, that influencer buying uh, their, you know, words, buying their uh, endorsement. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, I'm totally for endorsement. I mean, they did it the wrong way. There's actually a lot of like legal stipulations you have to follow when Mm -hmm. you're paying someone to promote a product for you. It has to at least say somewhere in there, like this is an ad, you know, you know, like during political season, whatever it's like this ad is paid for by and then name or campaign. So it's the same thing with influencers. So if Pelosi hired an influencer, the influencer technically would have to say this is paid for by Pelosi. Right, if they so, were given the shoes yeah, or something along exactly. those lines. Yep. Yeah. So the same thing applies to DJ Khaled and who else was it? Floyd Mary, uh, Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I said Mayweather earlier. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd, big listener, I apologize. <laughs> of course it's Mayweather. So, yeah, I mean, that's the only... I, I don't think there's anything wrong with paying for people to talk about your product. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if your product's good, it's a good way to advertise it. I mean, you're not going to advert, I mean, you're not going to get customers unless your product's good anyway. Uh, unless you know the, the right theory. people are talking about yeah. it. I mean, if DJ Khaled talks about it, you're probably going to get customers. Well, we had the, uh, the fire festival last year, of course. So there seems to be a consistent yeah, sort of controversy so yeah. around like, pay, uh, I will pay you, you have this many followers. I will pay you to endorse this. Um, what I think was interesting about both of these, like I don't even know if this cryptocurrency is real, if people got their money's worth out of it, those sorts of things, where as an endorser, do you feel like there has to be some level of vetting yeah. that you actually go in and say, I, okay, I this is so. this product will actually maybe not hurt people, mm-hmm. <laughs> is valid, um, is relatively healthy, because I could see all sorts of stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and I mean, anytime I post about a product, uh, before I even post about it, I have the company send me the product, yeah. and I test it out, I use it, whatever, and then I decide if I'm going to post about it. Right. Like It's not like, yes, I'm for sure going to post about this, send me the stuff. So it's, it's totally, and, and I think that's a big thing, is as an influencer, it's up to you. Um, I mean, you're not going to get paid if you decide not to do it, but it's like, are you more concerned about money right. or, you know, promoting the right things? I would say, I mean, from another standpoint, I'm not like a huge fan of cryptocurrency because I had Bitcoin and got burned a little bit. So I have a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth for, for uh, cryptocurrency in general. Right. So, um, you know, like from that standpoint, you know, talking about Fire Festival, thinking about it in that way, I can definitely see the whole controversy being, you know, pretty bad. I would say partridge and a pear tree. Okay. Good to know. So let's go over to, um, let's see here. Why don't we end with uh, one that we usually end with because I like to eat food. Okay. I like dessert. So cobbler, mm. two turtle doves or a partridge 
in a pear tree. Just the dessert, not the person who fixes your shoes. I don't know how you feel about that person. I would say two turtle doves. I love cobbler, honestly. Yeah. I'd say the best kind is probably blackberry. Oh, wow. I don't think I've ever had blackberry cobbler. It's really good quality stuff. Neat. Yeah. Uh, Do you have it? Is it plain? Is it a la mode? Um, Usually... I mean, I'm not a big fan of putting ice cream on desserts. Yep. Maybe that's just me. Just people then. You know, yeah, just, just people. Just people. ice cream on people. Yeah. yeah. No, I get that. Normal things. I mean, that's where you were going, right? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. That's that would have been, been kind of a thing for me. Um, <laughs> where do you get your cobbler? Uh, I usually make it. Oh, okay. Are there places in Orlando that sell good cobbler? I don't. That's why I yeah, was asking. Uh, no, you know, I there's just a couple make it. of places in town that that have a pretty decent. I would cobbler. say the only place I could think of that would that would sell cobbler would be I think it's called the Coop. Oh, uh, the it's, Coop down yeah, the road here. Yeah, yeah, it's in Winter Park, and it's like a southern restaurant, or maybe yeah. like some of the barbecue places here. Yeah, but P, uh, P.S. for Pie usually has. Yeah, a P.S. Good for cobbler. Pie. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this: uh, Speaking of pie, cobbler or pie? Do you have a preference? Hmm. Well, I mean, I love key lime pie. Mm-hmm. Probably eat like one a day, like one whole pie a day. Well, every day. Every day. So you're that just might be down. Exa- that might be an exaggeration, but you're sitting down with your pot of coffee <laughs> that you've had since you were 13 years old. It's the same pot. Same it's handed one. down from generation. <laughs> yeah. uh, if heirloom. if and when you have a child or a daughter, I would imagine it's mm-hmm. uh, you will uh, give it to her when she's 13. It's definitely going to be passed down. I mean, <laughs> I'll probably. I mean, I'm thinking about getting a dog soon, so maybe I'll pass it yep. down to. Yeah, my, very my good. My dog when I... <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, you're just key lime pie. I can just... Yeah. That's all I can see is you, you just sitting there eating. drinking coffee and eating key lime pie yeah. while I'm on my computer. You know, that's yeah. pretty much every day for me. Okay. If I set I up a live that. stream at my office, it would just be me sitting at my computer eating key lime pie and drinking coffee. That's great because we don't have enough ASMR feeds yeah. on the internet. And it would just be in different places at random times. You know, not, then it would be Bethany eating key lime pie, drinking coffee in Denver. And then it would be in Nashville. Yep. Yeah. It'd be a great show. I like everything about that. Bethany Renee Williams, you can follow her on mainly Instagram. Is yeah, that what mainly you're Instagram. Typically? Um, you're I mean, on the other places. Yeah, I'm on well. all of them, pretty much any of them that exist. It's but just coffee from a, fueled. From a photo perspective, and what I like about your Instagram feed is it's very uh, motivational as well. So that's uh, great uh, too. So that's at coffeefueled, uh, coffeefueled.net. We'll be back with her in a few minutes. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. I'm going to play a song now. Cool. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to play it. All right. This episode is brought to you by Fly Me to the Prune. Speaking of sustainability, get all your local greens, blues, and other colorful produce without cars and with catapults. Our food delivery system is as organic as it is dangerous. Place your order today at toacertaindegree.com. Kevin Crowder on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. That's a new song from him called Roller Skate. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. I just want to go back to the ice cream thing for a second. Typically, if you're going to put ice cream on people, no uh, additional things in there. No chocolate chips or anything along yeah. those lines. Also, ask first. Consent oh, is important. That's a, that's a really good point. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, just put ice cream on random people. <laughs> very special guest. It's the worst television show ever concept is ice cream on random people. Bethany Renee Williams is here uh, from Coffee Fueled Marketing. Good morning, Bethany. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here, helping me with my um, uh, television 
terrible television ideas. We'll do bad business ideas in the next hour. Okay. I don't know if you're mentally, physically prepared for that. I've finished about a fourth of my coffee. I'm getting there. Yeah, so get a, at least halfway is what I found is uh, the prep. Yeah. But you're already such a good business person that you're going to do so great at that. You're really going to be able to take those ideas, pick one, run with it. I don't know if you realize this, but that's uh, you're contractually obligated by being on the show. Oh, to choose one of these ideas, and they're great. And I have to start the business. You, yeah, I mean, oh, you have okay. time. Yeah, that's you true. I do. You obviously know what you're doing. Yeah, I and mean, I can, you know, get rid of my sleeping. That's a cool hobby I do, but like, it's. it's are you getting any better at it? I think I you're going to get any better at it. You're already about <laughs> as good as you're going to get at sleeping. Right? You know, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and is it's bad? It's called. I, I realize this might be. Um, uh, you know, a little bit of a misnomer, but bad like good, mm-hmm. bad like you know Michael Jackson. Bad. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I got you. That, that that does make sense. Well, thank you for that, Bethany. I wanted to ask you a few questions as far as coffee fueled marketing goes. So okay. we talked a little bit about how you started that. Did you just kind of fall into it? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a plan. It was just yeah. one day. I was like, I like doing Facebook. I should see if businesses will pay me to do Facebook. And, and, and they did. And they did. And that's how it all started. How was the process of going in? Because you're um, X generation. I'm, I'm a millennial. No, you're a millennial. Yeah, of yeah. course you are. Um, that makes sense. Uh, so what we know about millennials or one of the things we're always being told about millennials, and I love this, mm-hmm. is that they're not afraid to ask for things. Yeah. Whereas uh, the boomers and to a certain extent me being from Gen X and understanding this, or or feeling this way is that you're supposed to wait. You're supposed to earn uh, your way up and you're supposed to have to go through the process and do all these things. And basically uh, it's, it's a version of hazing. Yeah. I mean, I actually read an article. I've read a couple of articles like relating to this. Um, The first one being that it said essentially gen, uh, gen X and, and baby boomers versus millennials when they're filling out a, filling out a job application, they, feel they have to have at least like 95% of the things on the requirements list. Yeah. Whereas millennials just apply. They're like, you know what? If they feel like I'm good enough, I'm going to get the job either way. And it's more about like, you know, proving your worth. They bring you in for the interview and it's like, well, here's what I've done type of deal. Right. As as opposed to, you know, just limiting yourself from the beginning, Um, which was kind of interesting to hear. And I mean, it's definitely true. I just kind of go out there and I'm like, here I am. Hire me if you want. And uh, then I also read uh, another thing talking about the sales part of this, you know, like when I first started going into businesses and talking to them, I was 14 at the time. I was pretty young. And, it seems young. Yeah, I was pretty young. Yeah. Uh, it said that people in my, you know, generation aren't as, uh, uh, you know, motivated to go and talk to people in person. They're more um, likely to talk to people on the phone or over email or sure, texting. texting, yeah. And I mean, that definitely makes sense, but I think that's what gave me like a leg up over everyone else is I was actually going in in person and they were seeing I'm a real person and I'm not just some bot on a computer sending out a million emails to businesses trying to get them to buy something. So they were like, you know what? This young child wants to manage my business's marketing. (laughs) That sounds like a solid plan. Were you approaching businesses that you felt strongly compelled by or some sort of affinity to? Yeah. So, I mean, whenever I was younger, I obviously wasn't charging a lot. I was charging just enough to, you know, like justify my time in doing it. Yeah. 
uh, just because, you know, you have to get experience, like an apprenticeship. Um, I was going to businesses that I related to. So, um, you know, like places that I shopped at um, locally. I lived in Louisville at the time, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty big city. So just, you know, shops I, I, I would shop at, um, like skate shops, things like that. Um, I would go to, if I liked a restaurant, like a gelato place or something, I'd be like, let me post pictures on Facebook and promote your business. And I really like this, you know, gelato. And it was pretty much, it was easy, you know, as, as a young person, just promoting what I liked and, and getting other people to like it also, you know, you're enthusiastic when you're young also. So that helps. So starting a business, uh, I'm curious about this, that early in life. And again, you know, you, did you realize you were starting a business or did you I were just doing just, this for fun? It was just kind of fun at first. Yeah. Um, and I did have my parents, you know, there to guide me. Sure. Um, my mom's worked in print marketing for 30 years. So, she, you know, she's come from a, a similar background. She also does digital now mm-hmm. um, because, you know, that's where things transitioned. Uh, and then my dad got into marketing recently. Um, so my whole family has like worked within this sphere in some way. Um, so I did have a, some guidance, but at first I didn't really realize I was starting a business. I was just like, well, this is a fun hobby. And I was still taking career aptitude tests until I was in my senior year of high school. Like, what am I going to do with my life? I don't know. And over, here I am over on the side with businesses paying me to do their social media and build right. websites. And I'm like, no, nah, it's not a business. That's, that's fun. This is fun. Yeah. This is what, so. and you know, maybe on some level you were concerned about it becoming work yeah. because you're like, I, I want this to remain fun. It's a hobby. It's something I do for pleasure and enjoyment. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. So let me ask you this. I like to always discuss with people like, okay, coming out of high school, what was your plan? And then what actually happened, you know, do you have any advice or do you have any thoughts on what uh, uh, what you would say to somebody who's coming out of high school now? Yeah, um, my plan coming out of high school was a lot different than my life is now. Yeah. Um, whenever I finished all my like career aptitude tests and all those, you know, fun things, I determined that I was going to be a lawyer. Okay. And yeah, so I graduated high school. Um, I started a two year, you know, like community college thing, got that for free got my degree and then, you know, started studying. Yeah. Okay. And then I started studying philosophy and I was like, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to be a lawyer and this is the plan. And then I realized I didn't really like arguing with people all day. You know, whenever I got into my philosophy classes, like arguing back and forth and debating, you know, just different topics. And I was like, I don't know if I could do this. I find that interesting because during the breaks, we've been arguing nonstop. Yeah. I I think it's a fun kind of arguing. It's not like someone's life is on the line kind of arguing. Yeah. Oh, I felt threatened. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I, I apologize. All right. We'll, we'll get back to that in a second, but let's go back to the part where we're on air and it seems like we're getting along really well. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, that was my plan and, uh, that completely changed. I was like, you know, I, I don't really want to do this. I'm just going to go and I'm going to switch my degree and I switched to marketing. And then that's what I ended up. I was like, this is what I love doing anyway. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they say that, you know, find something that you love and it doesn't feel like work. And I mean, it does feel like work now because I do a lot of things you, besides marketing. I right. own a business, yeah. but I do love it. So that helps. Um, I feel like I wouldn't change it at all. And it's kind of weird to see how that process worked. I would say if I offered any advice out of that scenario, it would mm-hmm. be don't be set on a certain thing in life. Don't be like be set on a certain to, path. Yeah. Be yeah. open to possibilities. And if you're studying something and you just absolutely hate it, now is like the time to decide. You don't want to wait until you've gone to school for eight years and you have like PhDs. And then you're like, I actually don't want to do this. 
So definitely like pay attention to if you like what you're doing now. Um, I think getting an apprenticeship helps too. Sure. I, I joined, um, you know, like the mock courtroom, you know, like I'm, I can't think of the name. There's, there's oh, like, sure. the, there's the like a, a mock courtroom where you go club. in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The arguing club. I was on a traveling debate team. Yeah. I, I was on a lot of things and I think that's kind of like what helped me see if I wanted to do that for the rest of my life. So let me ask you about the the timeline uh, really quick, because a lot of people, you know, will go in and they'll think they have to finish in four years. And that puts even more pressure to just decide on something and just go with that. Yeah. So you did the two year mm-hmm. uh, AA degree. Yep. So you went out and um, uh, to your local community college or state college, whatever yeah. it was called at the time mm-hmm. uh, and finish that up. Did you go right into a completer program? I did. Uh, yeah, I jumped right afterwards? into the next two years after that. Yeah. Um, I would say in America, I would say it's a, it's a very American thing. People are definitely pushed to go to college straight out of high school. Yeah. They, they tell you to go straight to college. And I think it's so you are deterred from not going and it's just kind of a thing in our country. Well, and, you know, from a parent's perspective, I have 15 and 12 year old. It's a momentum thing yeah, as well. Also, because yeah. if you were to stop and this happened to me, I stopped a few times. I went to four different schools. It took me seven and a half years to get my bachelor's. Um, but the way that I explored it. I would, I left myself open for a lot mm-hmm. of different options and opportunities remarkably yeah. enough ended up in marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, but that's the idea behind it. So yeah. you went and you were, were you done in four years? Yeah. I just straight, I, I did like a straight shot essentially. Um, but, but I was still say, able to turn yeah. halfway through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is if you realize early enough, a lot of the classes you're taking are, you know, general education courses. Yeah. And they're pretty much going to be the same no matter what degree you're getting. So it's just a matter of realizing early on. And that's why I suggest like clubs or apprenticeships or something like that. Because before you get into those core classes, like the higher level courses, you'll want to see if you like what you're doing. Well, it's an, it's an interesting, uh, you know, piece of advice too, because it's the piece of paper is not going to do anything for mm-hmm. you. Uh, or it's it's going to get it'll you get maybe you, It'll in get the your door. name on someone's desk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the checkbox they need in order to get the job, then you've got that checkbox. It's really going to be, um, and in this case, it's not about like the extracurriculars doing them because that'll help you get into Mm -hmm. the right college. It's doing the extracurriculars. So you meet people. Yeah. And I'd say life fulfillment, you know, making sure you enjoy what you're doing in life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really good point for sure. Um, I know in a lot of other countries though, they do like a year off and yep, then, and then jumping to school, yeah. Um, I mean, I personally wish I would have done that just because it would have been nice to have a break before everything got crazy. Um, just in between, you know, like 12 years of school and four yep. more years of school, it would have been nice to have a little break. Um, yeah. But that's just like something in hindsight that I wish I would have done. So, Well, I think we're becoming progressively more okay with our, our kids and younger people doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because you, if open. you had said that to your parents, they might've been super understanding, but on some level, you know, the gut reaction just because of how our societal pressures are, are lined up would have been, Ooh, what if she doesn't? Yeah. My parents automatic she... reaction would have been like, Oh no, she's not going to college. Right. She's not going to get a degree. Yeah. So, and I think, and also Gen X, you know, you guys were also pushed to get degrees. Like, oh, for sure. Whereas, you know, baby boomers, it was more like factory jobs and things that were more manual labor. So Gen X, I think is more inclined to push millennials to also get degrees. And it makes sense in in today's 
atmosphere. I mean, you can't become an engineer without a degree. You can't become a doctor without a degree. I don't want someone performing open heart surgery on me if they don't have a degree. Like, that would be very scary. So. That would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's a, that's a little bit of an extreme example. That's an extreme example, example but, yeah. but yeah. Why not but, go okay, extreme? Well, let's take it. But let's take it back to marketing. Yeah. So what I look at with that or, you know, the the traditional I think industry and career path that has always taken a, it, it depends on your experience and your certification is it mm-hmm. right. And marketing is, is a little bit there. Marketing mm-hmm. has some aspects of it that are often mistaken for it, especially if you do website work yeah. and stuff like that. But really what it comes down to is if you could have said, you know, I've done marketing since I was 14 years old, I'm 22 now, or I'm 18 now, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm that far ahead. Uh, you could progressively say that, okay, it doesn't really matter if I went to college or not. It matters, look at what I did for this client or look at what I did for this brand or something along those lines. Yeah, I would say there are a lot of companies who are willing to look at that kind of stuff in marketing. Not so much in Orlando. Orlando's pretty old school with the kind of marketing jobs we have here, unless you're trying to work for like Disney or Universal, which are companies that are for sure going to require it. Um, but with the customers I have in Silicon Valley, they're definitely more inclined to just look at your experience and you'd be like, you've worked in this for a really long time. All we really care about is quality is, work. Yeah. We don't care what boxes you check on an application. Right. So and it's not even results necessarily because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to do anything shady. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sorry, just so I'm clear, did you say Silicon Valley or Silicon Valley? <laughs> Silicon Valley. <laughs> So just I want bear to make, with my accent. I, no, that's fine. I just want to make sure we're all talking about the same. We're talking ballot. about California. California, like the Facebook, Google. Yep, got it. Okay, yeah. good, good. Didn't know if there was another valley. I've made <laughs> there those are many mistakes valleys, before. Yeah. yeah, there could be a Silicon <laughs> Valley out there. Yeah, to clarify, we're talking about California. Okay, got it. Perfect. Yeah, so they just care about the the quality results. Yeah, and. So it's just a matter of bringing your A game or your best work forward. Pretty much, yeah, having a really good portfolio. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. You've obviously gotten a lot of experience now. Mm -hmm. Do you feel the pressure at any point, and I'm curious about this from a master's perspective, Mm -hmm. to go back and get your master's degree? Do you feel like that would be helpful? Do you want to, you know, eventually teach or something? Is that something that you're feeling... I was thinking about this the other day. I kind of want to go back to school and get, you know, even a PhD just so people can call me Dr. Bethany. Yeah. You know, just just because it'd be nice, you know, Dr. Bethany, Dr. Bethany Renee Williams, owner of Coffee Field Marketing. It just sounds really great. So So you want to invent. Let me let me just make sure I'm clear on this. (laughs) You want to go back to school for a couple of years for your master's yeah. and potentially four years plus a lot of research yep, for yep. your doctorate mm-hmm. uh, just because you want people to call you. I mean, more than that. Yeah, there's I mean, there's, other a, lot benefits. Of, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of other benefits. The main one being Dr. Bethany That's Renee That's at the top Williams. of the list of benefits under getting a doctorate. I would say, yeah, that's it. Just out of curiosity, is that, is, I mean, sometimes in sarcasm, we, there's some truth, right? Mm-hmm. So why would that be important to you? Do you feel like titles matter or do you feel um, like sometimes you're not as respected as you should be? I would say, I mean, the great thing about working over the internet is a lot of times people don't know how old I am. 
Um, I definitely think it's still hard, you know, like as a woman, like, you know, garnering respect from some people. Some people still are biased, unfortunately, and that's just how some people are. But I think having a a doctorate degree, they can't really say much. They're just like, you know, you did a lot of of work to get that. So it doesn't really matter at that point. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't really matter at that point. Your age, your, you know, gender, ethnicity, it doesn't really matter because you have a doctorate degree. Because it's it's a common understanding of what people have to go through yeah. to get that certi- that certification or that credential. Exactly. Interesting. Okay. Can we come up with a different title? Can we buy you like a title, um, some sort of royalty title? Um, Do you feel like that would be the same? Yeah, maybe. Uh, we so could countess. Maybe or, I was thinking maybe guru. You know, or or like you know, like kind of like Buddha. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, you could train for that as well. Yeah, I could go, you know, join a temple, become a monk. Yeah. Shave all my all, hair off. <laughs> as we all consider sometimes. I think we've all had that time in our lives where we've said, hmm, is this the part where I shave my hair off <laughs> and become a monk? Who hasn't? I Who think we all have. It? We all have at least once <laughs> in our life. You know, one day you'll get on coffeefuel.net and it'll say temporarily offline becoming a monk in Taiwan, you know. Becoming a monk in Taiwan. You're going to go to that level of detail. Yep. I like it. I like it. Um, thinking about your social media, we don't have too much time to get fully into it. I want to talk about it a little bit more, but you're very thoughtful in what you're posting. Mm-hmm. Um, you are taking a lot of pictures wherever you go. You're. Um, it, it's really interesting to me because you're, I, I guess one of the benefits of doing this is you're documenting everything. Yeah. Right. So you're going to remember it later, but then you're also posting stuff. You're saving images for later on so you can post it later and stuff like that. What has been the biggest, uh, so your favorite part of doing that and then what's been the biggest challenge? My favorite part of doing it is I love the days when it pops up and it's, and, and you're, I have an iPhone, so it'll tell me when I have um, memories from last year or three years ago or whatever it is. I love when that pops up and I look at it and I remember being in a city with like my best friend or my brother or something. And it's just like a really nice memory to look at those pictures that even other people don't get to see or like the videos we took while we were hanging out, just the funny moments. It's just nice to look back and see that like in, in the midst of all the business, there's some fun there. Yeah. Um, the hardest part I would say is probably planning the content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's hard. To, I want it to remain authentic. And it, I don't want it to just look like it's just pictures of me or pictures of me doing things or pictures of places I'm going. I want it to have some kind of significance. Yeah. So I always try to look for things that matter. So if I'm in Miami and there are hundreds of murals, I'll look for the one that's actually going to like resonate with the people who follow me. Um, so it's like finding that content that actually is going to matter to people who follow me. Uh, so have you looked at a picture afterwards and gone, this seems really forced? Yeah. If, if I ever feel like my audience isn't going to like something, I'm not going to post it. You know, I'm really big on staying on brand. So the things you're going to find on my Instagram are coffee, mainly. I Mm -hmm. post a lot of coffee. My story is usually always coffee. Uh, You're going to find traveling. Uh, Art, I usually go to a lot of art events in Orlando uh, and other places. Honestly, when I'm traveling, I look up art events in the cities. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I would say that's about it. Coffee, art, travel. I mean, you're going to see me working sometimes, but I know everybody doesn't want to see me working 24-7. They want to see interesting well, and content. Well, you have the, uh, the marketing Instagram, yeah. Coffee Field Marketing I have Instagram a business page, well. and then yeah. I also have highlights. You know, I have a highlight that has my mini portfolio. It's just like a little, like a, a highlight of what I've done. So it's not like super businessy, but it gives you like web addresses and examples of things I've done. So. When did you realize that, you felt you were in this relationship with your followers and you felt obligated to give them good content. Cause the, what, I mean, obviously people I think start out or most of the time start out on social media and they're just posting something. Yeah. I would say I realized it when people started actually recognizing me in public. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Which was kind of cool. Uh, people would be like, I think I follow you on Instagram. Are you coffee fueled? And I'd be like, that is me. And I would, take a drink of my coffee that I was 99% of the time holding. <laughs> so yeah. So I think that's when it finally hit me that like, these are people who actually follow me because they care what I'm posting and they're willing to come up to me in public and risk it not being a person they're following Instagram just to ask if they're following me. So and it would just be random people, you know, in coffee shops or anywhere around town. It was pretty cool. Oh, so, that's really interesting. And yeah. that made you feel like, okay, now that I've now that I'm putting faces to some of these followers, they're not just my friends and family. Yep. You know, I'm really kind of not obligated, but I feel more of a duty to do right by them content. Exactly. Wise. Yeah. So yeah. So then as the numbers started growing, I was like, I want to keep producing quality content, and that's that's how it started. That's neat. I'm yeah. doing the opposite. I started with quality content, and now I'm doing less and less <laughs> quality, and just like, oh, here's my feet. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's one way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, doing the reverse every, of Everybody things. does different if things. If everybody's, you know, shifting left, I'm just, st I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I just, just, stop. just stop in the middle yeah. of the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's me. All right, let's play a song. Bethany Renee Williams, thank you so much. At uh, Coffee Fueled on Instagram, coffeefueled.net on the interwebs. Uh, let's listen to Abby May with Make Love, Not Sense. I don't know if that's how she meant it to be uh, spoken out loud, but it sounds good. Uh, Abby May on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. This episode is brought to you by Besides Yourself. The CIA, the NSA, your internet service provider, hackers, fishers, credit card skimmers. Everywhere you turn, someone is trying to steal your identity, your financial information, and they are spying on you. You probably shouldn't go outside at all. Can Beside Yourself keep your identity safe? No chance. So why don't we give you someone else's identity? Fight fire with fire. In the basic version of our service, we give you an identity from another one of our customers. We switch identities every 60 days so no one really knows who you are. Need a security upgrade in your communications? Guess what? You're sending letters now. We reteach you how to write in cursive so no computer can scan your writing automatically. Order now and our technicians will install a phone booth near your home. If it was secure enough for the Sopranos, it's secure enough for you. Besides yourself, untraceable, untrackable, probably legal, open an account at toacertaindegree.com. And that's why I always wear pants. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. I'm here with Bethany Renee Williams. Good morning, Bethany. Hey, good morning. I have a special guest every week. Bethany agreed to come out. I met her uh, kind of randomly. I think it was at a Milk Mart, uh, yeah. which is coming up again this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so please feel free to drop by there. I will have yeah. a table. I'll, I'll actually be in Miami. 
fine. Don't come by. <laughs> that is also fine if you're going to be like that. Uh, but very happy that you're here today. The first hour went by all too quickly, yeah. as it sometimes does when you're having good conversations. And if you missed any of the show, uh, I'll have it up as a podcast <laughs> so soon. I'm so backlogged on those, uh, the production of which you would think that, like, it would be easy. Yeah. It's just cutting out the music. But I like to go through it. I like to listen to it. I do a shorter version mm-hmm. of the podcast because it ends up being about an hour and a half. And yeah. I know that everybody has time to listen to an hour and a half yeah. podcast. So I try to do a half hour version of it. And that's just mainly just me talking. So okay, essentially so just cut I out cut the out, parts with me. Yeah. I cut out a lot of the guest parts. <laughs> and I say, what really frames me up is sounding super smart. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, right? So that's why you reiterate everything I say. That's exactly why I reiterate everything wow. you say. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bethany, it's a time of the show that we talk about some of my really compelling strategies and business plans. It's bad business ideas. So first we have to listen to the song. Okay. Bad business ideas. It's time to pick just one. It's gonna be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, have some fun. Yes, bad business ideas. Are we the getters of go? No. Do we set trends? No, not that either. What do we do? We just come up with some great ideas. And Bethany, you're going to be my guinea pig for these. And I want you to, like, it sounds like you need to regress into a period of your life where you're worse at business. And that's not it. You're here because you're great at business. You business so hard. Like I follow you on the different things and I can see that this is a person who knows business. So what we're going to do here is actually get started with one just as a just as a warm up exercise. Okay. And this is sort of a best of of 2018. Okay. Because I felt a lot of pressure to come up with like really great ideas. And I said, no, you know what Bethany deserves? I'm going to look back through the hundred or so that I've done over the course of the year and I'm going to give her the best ones. All right. So. This is just, let me just put this one out here. I have a problem sometimes saying the wrong things, putting my foot in my proverbial mouth, my proverbial foot, not my literal foot, Mm -hmm. the proverbial one. So what if we could create an AI that would listen through my phone, it's listening to me anyway, right? Uh, And could buzz me or somehow shock me when I'm about (laughs) to say something wrong. Or more importantly, this happened to me before where, Uh, I was talking to two people, one of whom uh, her mom had just died and the other one was an orphan. And she had said something jokingly and I said to one of them, and I can't remember which one, it really doesn't matter. Hey, do you kiss your mom with that mouth? (laughs) So that was pretty bad. That was foot in mouth. Yeah, That was full on. So if I could just be reminded every time I'm talking to somebody, like scan their social, the AI would scan their social media. Mm-hmm. So for example, going into this interview, it would have been great if I had known there were any taboo topics mm-hmm. to talk to you about. Because I know we had talked about a couple uh, off the air, like haberdasheries and yeah. things of that nature. Yep. Like that's an organization you'll never do marketing for is any yeah. kind of haberdasher. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You are very, very, very much against it. incensed. I think would be the word I would use. 
So the name of this AI would be Talking on Eggshells. So you would know going into it that you you can talk. Here are the safe conversation topics to have. Here are the just, you know, maybe kind of dicey, but if you want to push the envelope. And these just stay away from. Okay. What do you think about that? So it's kind of like Sims. You click on the person. You can pick your topic, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly um, like that. I mean, there are some people I'd like to give that to as a gift. Just so they stop. You think they're doing it on purpose? or are they? I, just I think they so, just need help. Yeah. <laughs> so you think there might be a market for this? There could be. Okay, good. Uh, Bethany, may I call you Bethany? Yeah. Great. So the treadmill, the Stairmaster, rock climbing. What's next? Ladders, a hamster wheel? I'm talking about exercise and this Sisyphusian sort of approach to it where you're getting on something and you're pushing this rock up the hill and it's awful. It's super boring and maybe you're healthier at the end of it, but aren't you dead inside a little mm -hmm. bit? How do you exercise typically? Uh, I, I have a gym at my apartment. Yeah. <clears throat> Usually just go there a couple of times a week. Yeah. And how do you feel about that? I enjoy it. Okay. Personally, um, it's not the answer I was looking for. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, actually, no, it's yeah. Fine. I, I but I mean to be fair, I played sports for like 15 years. Okay. So it's kind of like all a, of the sports. All, Any particular all of one? The sports. Okay. Yeah. Because when you say I played sport, sports, all of the sports. Yeah. No, I played basketball, soccer, tennis, and I ran track. So let me ask you this. Let me pitch some, and you might be the person to ask because basically what I'm looking for is somebody to be critical. Okay. Of these ideas without hurting my feelings. So I just okay. want to put that out there as well. <laughs> All right. So basically what I'm looking for is praise. It can be critical praise. Critical praise. All yeah. right. Yeah. But I'm very sensitive. Okay. And I will let you know that my mom typically listens. So she will come after you. <laughs> just putting that out there. So alternative workout plans. All right. This is what I've been working on for you. I, I feel like these are really good ideas. Okay. Uh, so the first one is called Fits and Charts. And you know who's always healthy? You know who always has a good build and a good look? Map makers. You know why? Because they're walking around and mapping things. <laughs> so this would be an alternative workout regimen where you become a map maker. You get trained by map makers and you go on these excursions trying to map out whether it's the shore or an interior area you're doing height and depth and width i'm not really sure what map mm -hmm. makers really measure but they have that what's the one called where it shows kind of the a topograph yeah that's the yeah. one so smart you're so good at this <laughs> uh and it's not boring that's the thing i yeah. i want to make it not boring it's productive you're making something at the end of it yeah, I mean, I pay if I if I went on a cruise, I'd pay like you know like two hundred dollars for an excursion. So you know, you get Perfect. to mix the two. You get okay. an excursion and you get to work out. All right, so that's fits and charts. Right. There's more. All right, <laughs> more options. I I don't know that that was that's good. The sometimes most... you don't want to map make. Sometimes you sometimes do you don't want to map make. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mixture of health. That's this one. What do you think of when I say bake your way to health? Uh, cake. Right. <laughs> I would say making cake, yeah. Right. Does that sound like a healthy... I, I mean, not really. No, not at all. But that's only when we're baking with technology. What if we take out all the technology? So first of all, the mixer. You can't mix with the mixer anymore. You have to use your hands. Yeah. Um, and we're going to take away the oven. <laughs> so you have to create your own heat, <laughs> not with fire, 
but somehow with some sort of you have to move Kinetic so motion. quickly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you're actually creating you're baking something <laughs> all on your own. Mythbusters, can no you refrigerator. create a cake with kinetic heat? Yeah, uh, no electricity. Some E. coli, which frankly would <laughs> clean you out. Right, you're going to lose yeah, weight either yeah. way. Okay, so that is mixture of health. Uh, putt and run. That's easy. That's just golf as fast yeah, as possible. Yeah, you are running literally golf, yeah. running as fast as you that can. That turns it into a sport. I would like it to be a little more exciting. Yeah. Um, because we're losing golf courses. And Maybe. If there's one thing I can't stand, it's to think of all these older, mainly white men not having something to do. Yeah. Maybe putt and golf with like fencing. Like you mix the two. Oh, so you're like almost jousting. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. There you go. If you're behind somebody and you hit it and they're about to line up a putt, <laughs> you can run directly at them. <laughs> I like it. Full contact golf. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, everything about that I love. Okay, I've saved the best one for last. Okay. All right. Stink or swim. Are you a chemist by any chance? I'm not. Great, because then you can't tell me that this is impossible. Okay. For a fee, Stink or Swim will coat you in an oil that will make you smell really bad for up to a month. How do you get it off? You have to jump in a wave pool with the antidote, I guess for lack of a better term, every day for up to two hours. You have to just, have you ever been in a wave pool like yeah. in a wet and wild yeah. or other water park? They're exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like I almost, well, I, I almost went in one. Yeah. yeah. And it was very dangerous, I felt like. But yeah, that's the idea is you have to just get in there and soak, but it's not a bath. Yeah. It's, you it's, have to get you into to, the wave pool out, yeah. and survive mm-hmm. for a couple hours. And you're forced to. So here's yeah. the thing. If you smell bad, you're going to do whatever you can to make that stop. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole theory behind skunks, I think, mm-hmm. is nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. So then you will get in there, you will have to survive, you will swim around. Is that a good way to keep people healthy? Are any of these good I ways say, to keep people healthy? So we had map making. We had the map making. We had uh, the baking with no technology. Baking or with no technology. Yep. We had the golf, jousting. Full contact golf. Yeah. Uh, and we had our, our, our swim and wave Stinker pool until swim. you die. Yep. Um, I would say of the, of the four options, I mean, I think I really feel like you need to, as a marketing person, you may want to work on that last one, the wave pool till you die. (laughs) How about this? The wave pool till your fly. I mean, that's good too. Yeah. You get in the wave pool stinky, you come out ripped. (laughs) That's it. I would. I mean, you may also die. Yeah, I I think that's a possibility. There's a lot of liability there. Uh, I mean, that's why you're on this. That's why everything's going to be in your name. Of of the four options, I would say the map making is probably the highest chance of success because of the excursion option. You know, you're going out and exploring. Yep. So it's it's pretty much like hiking. You know, it's already an exercise, but you get to make a map at the same time. Now, we're also, I, I don't know if I told you this about the map making part, is we're kind of like driving you out somewhere and dropping you. And just leaving you? 
Yeah. And so the idea it's behind the map making, well, exactly. And the idea behind the map making is you're going to need to do that to figure out where resources are mm-hmm. Water, and where yeah. you've already gone yeah, before. So true. you can find your way back. True. I mean, they can make good gifts too. You know, you, you survive, you can give your mom a map here. I lived. Oh, Merry I thought Christmas. it was a gift giving, like you'd give oh, them you a gift also, certificate you could also to send get, somebody. Yeah, you could also send someone out and leave them somewhere. That'd be a great gift. I feel like this is not even a health-related <laughs> uh, product anymore now. I mean, but it I feel is, like there are a lot of things that start as one thing. Oh, sure. And, and, then trend, well, and this is yeah. why I wanted to talk to you because this is, you know, it's a, it's a good idea. It's a bad idea. And you're going to make it an make even it, worse make it, idea. Make it successful even though it's bad. Yeah. I like that. So what we've done with the first idea, which was called Fits and Charts, is take it to help us, what's the word I'm looking for? Get rid of people in our lives? Mm-hmm. Um, in a good way? <laughs> You're sick Question of your boss? Mark? Get them a gift. Hey, oh my gosh, I got you this awesome excursion. You're going to go hiking. I just, just thought you needed a vacation. Uh, this is going to be, everybody so chipped hard, in. You know? Everybody <laughs> chipped in. Everybody loves you. Happy Bosses Day. We'll see you in three months. <laughs> Great okay. gift idea. I like that. I feel like Mixture of Health might be out. I, I saw, I was making the stirring motion. I, just, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't, through yeah, radio. I don't know. And you were not into I don't it. know if kinetic motion would bake a cake. Okay. Maybe if there was some sort of, maybe if there was some sort of fire involved, maybe if they had to chop down the trees to do it or if they had to like scavenge the wood chips or something, depending where they live. I mean, if you live in a city, you're just SOL. You can't participate in that workout. There aren't many trees. Okay. So if we add that component to it, the fire the starting of the fire, the putting out the fire. Yeah. Uh, because we're doing Also, I feel like that. you should have to plant another tree. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So yeah. Pl- you, if you cut down a tree or even like plant multiple trees, you know, to make up for your impact on the environment. I like that. Part of the workout, you, you now have to plant trees to, and make, then to water eat them and, and yeah. yeah, nurse them nurture, until they're adults. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nurse them. <laughs> I don't know that you know what trees are. <laughs> that's good though. Uh, okay. Putt and run, I think you were, that was a home that run. One, yeah, that no one's pun cool. Intended. You know, jousting is involved. So. Well, and it's the only way we're going to save golf. Yeah. Right? Like, I think so. It is going away otherwise. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, it needs some sort of excitement. So no why offense not to any golf fighting? listeners. No, no offense. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to give it a, a try, you know. I think I'm in for that one. For I it, think yeah. you and I could get out there with some. I'll, st- I'll set up a Facebook event. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> What, and what we'll do is we'll just attack golfers <laughs> unsuspectingly. So this might be another thing, like maybe your significant other golfs and you want them to get in better shape. So we'll you chase send people them. to chase yeah, them. We'll chase, chase them. them around the golf course. Yeah, okay. it's all an idea. Uh, it's yeah. all coming together. It's all. And then uh, stink or swim, I think we really worked out. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that one's a little dangerous, but, you know. Fly or it, die. It could, it could definitely make you more in shape because it's kind of like either you get in shape or you die. All right. So let me ask you this because the production and the development of the stink spray, mm-hmm. it's going to take a lot. Yeah. Right? Like we're going to have to get some skunks. We're going to have to get some Limburger cheeses. 
we're going to have to, you know, do a number of different experiments in mm-hmm. terms of getting the right mixture. I mean, I feel the like there are already products we could use. Sure. But should we just push people into a wave pool? I guess is what I'm asking. Is the stink part of it superfluous? I love the stink part. I, I, I love I the say, idea of spraying people and making them smell bad. Yeah, I would say that maybe that's the part that makes it dangerous because they don't want to get out until they smell better. So, yeah, I mean, we could maybe put like a gate at the end of the wave pool. <laughs> so it's like harder right. for them to get out of the wave pool. And they have to like jump over the gate. So it's like a swim and hurdle. A swirdle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we. I've always dreamt of something along those lines. Is really mixing. It's all about mixing media. Yeah. Um, it's about you know multi-channel integration. I think as I hear a lot. Um, yeah. uh, so I'm a really big that, fan of uh, cross cross-platform marketing. You yeah, know? I like that. So why not? Everything about that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So get rid of the stink. Just throw them into just the pool. In a, just down in a gate. Uh, so, uh, fly or die. That's at the end of it. You're going to be one or the other. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's. Definitely need a uh, liability waiver there. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're going to do that. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Bethany Renee Williams, uh, on bad business ideas, uh, really came up with some good ones. As I should say, every time I do this, since this is on the radio, uh, please don't steal these ideas. Uh, because uh, Bethany is going to be doing them. You can <laughs> go work for her. Every single one, yeah. I'll be hiring. Just uh, wait for the website, whatever the name is, you know, like uh, flyordie.com. Yep. Uh, fits and charts, mixture of health. Well, we may not do that one. Put and run. Yeah. I like just add a dot .com at the, at the end. You'll find it. Give us a couple of years to get everything up and running, and yeah, oh, apply. A couple of years? A couple of years. Oh, boy. All right. Got to get a lot of legal We may need to, uh, we may need to talk yeah. about that. Let's just skip the legal <laughs> stuff. I think we can do that. All right. Thank okay. you so much, Bethany, for putting up with that segment. Um, we're going to play a song. This is Castle Comer with Favorite on WPRK in Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. This episode is brought to you by Cold Dish. Have you ever eaten at a restaurant? Psh, you don't have to brag about it. Disposable income must be great. If you've ever had a terrible restaurant experience and a social media post or bad Yelp review just isn't enough, Cold Dish is here to help. Just pull up our app on your phone and request one or more of our service trucks to simply sit in front of the offending business. Why just sit there? Because there's service trucks from companies such as Acme Rat Feces Abatement, Frank's Murder Scene Cleanup Hose Rental, and Black Mold Camouflage Installation, Inc. Cold Dish. Your anger, our trucks, their loss. Download the app now at toacertaindegree.com. Castle Comer on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. That was favorite. Uh, before that, let me just go through, because I think we might have missed a couple of songs there. Amon Dunes with Satudura. And then uh, before the break at the top of the hour, we had Abby May with Make Love. Nonsense. So the last song played, Castle Comer, favorite. And that seems appropriate because one of my favorite guests of all time, I'm just going to throw that out there, Bethany Renee Williams. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're doing, you're lifting up this show so much. I hope I brightened a few people's mornings as they were just, you know, scanning through the radio, zombies on their way to work, you know. Finding out that WPRK is back on the air after 11 months. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Coffee Fueled Marketing, uh, at Coffee Fueled, if somebody wants to follow Bethany. Yep. 
Um, instead of doing normally, this would be the pop quiz uh, section of the um, uh, component of the show. And what I felt like was happening, you know, as I mentioned, I think towards the beginning of the show is one of the tropes of content developers. And this is this goes back years when we're still doing print. This mm-hmm. is now translated to online is going to be, OK, what are the trends for 2019? Trends for 2019. What are the trends for? So I wrote some down. Yep. Um, and so some of these are, you know, and people go out and they find the experts, they find the influencers, they find the people who are hopefully doing the research, mm-hmm. or there's just people writing these reports mm-hmm. and hopefully they're based on something. So I just wanted to get your opinion on some of them because, um, looking at your website, looking at the brands that you work with, looking at your Instagram, you, you are out there, you're traveling a lot, mm-hmm. you're going to the different locations for your clients. Uh, you're doing a lot of photography. You've got a good following on Instagram. So you know what you're doing. I try. And so uh, that's, no, you definitely do. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. I know people and I know people who are doing things right because I'm on the radio. That's true. So I'm an expert. You're, that's true. So um, some of these trends are very, uh, I'll start out with some of them that are just like, well, duh. And then some that are maybe a little more interesting. So you saw a lot of, um, and I think they've been doing this every year since about 2008, is VR and AR is, this is maybe the year. Uh, And of course, AI. So I left a lot of those out because it's just, it's exhausting at this point. Like if you don't know how it's going to affect 2019, then don't even bother bringing it up. Um, So TripAdvisor uh, came up with some travel trends for 2019. Uh, so this is the, well, yeah, duh, online bookings mm-hmm. are booming. They're going to get even bigger and mobile in particular. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah. So you travel a lot. Is there mm-hmm. any, um, you know, any change in the way that you book travel? Um, I, I mean, personally, I guess I'm kind of old school. I have uh, memberships with airlines, so I yeah. get flight points and bank up miles, Um as far as like when I'm booking hotels and stuff, I do it all through my, my phone. Yeah. Like 99% of the time, it's done through my phone. I'm on my computer all day, but for some reason, I just prefer to use my phone. The I love the Priceline app, so I'm going to give you a little tip here. Just uh, insider knowledge. Uh, on the Priceline app, there are a lot of, I guess everyone's probably heard of it, but I don't know if everyone's used it. The whole like name your price tool type of deal. Yeah. It actually, it, it's pretty great. Um, I usually stay at like Hilton's or like Marriott's pretty nice places for like 80 bucks. Pretty cheap. Yeah. So if you do the whole name your price thing, that actually works. Somebody will actually uh, bid. Yeah. And, and it works the... better on your mobile phone than on your computer. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm really glad we're talking about yeah, this. Yeah. Just some random travel knowledge. <laughs> Excellent. Random travel knowledge on WPRK Winter Park, Florida with Bethany and Nick. Thank you so much for tuning in. No, <laughs> Uh, the other one that really that kind of struck me is something that I hadn't thought of because I haven't taken a trip with uh, uh, with my family in a long time is generational travel. Mm-hmm. They're saying it's it's big and it's getting even bigger. So two well not two generations but three generations or more getting together almost like a family reunion, but then traveling uh, yeah. not just cruising and stuff like that. Is that something that you've done with your fam before? Yeah. Um, I mean, for my birthday in June, my parents live in Nashville. Mm-hmm. We all went to uh, Key Biscayne in Miami. Um, oh, that's I mean, awesome. My mom owns the newspaper down there, so it was kind of like a joint thing. But instead of going to see them for my birthday or them coming to Orlando, it was kind of like, well, we could just 
go to Miami. Yeah. So yeah, traveling for that. Um, I'm, my extended family doesn't travel too much together. It's r- rarer. Um, I mean, they travel all to like one location for holidays, but that's about it. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, there were a lot of other ones related to, I'm trying to think of the ones like fashion and stuff like that, but it was just so, so much. So I went to dining because I love food. Mm -hmm. Uh, so this was, uh, uh, consultancy bomb and Whitman or Whiteman. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they had a report out. So the dumb moment is more people eat at home. Makes sense. It's just more convenient. Uh, we're delivering more food to the house. Um, you know, I'm still surprised when I see the Carabas slash Outback sort of retail outlet where they just either deliver it or you can pick you it know, up from interesting there. interesting thing. I've noticed Outbacks are getting smaller. They are. Why? Yeah. Because more people are eating at home. Right. And if you could just do the takeout from there. Yeah. They yeah. don't need a bigger location. Makes sense. So on that note, um, the lab-grown, I don't, this is the first time I'd really read about it, the lab-grown meat. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you vegetarian or vegan? I'm a vegetarian. So ask you this, would you try some of that, the lab grown meat? I mean, it sounds kind of disgusting, not going to lie. <laughs> meat grown in a lab. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say no, honestly. It Mostly sound because of appealing. that. Okay, so uh, let me ask you this then. Would you consider somebody who ate that still a vegetarian because it wasn't an animal, didn't have to suffer, or wasn't say- killed? In order if to they have, have to that. use, I would say they'd have to use probably stem cells or something. No, they take they take just some regular cells and they figured out a way. Huh. It, it takes a lot of work, so it's definitely not perfected. It's not going to be widely available. I don't know. In I feel like we're talking about the start of a zombie apocalypse right now. Oh, of course, yeah. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, this one is how zombies ways. happen. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna stick with no. Okay. I, I like not being a zombie. Interesting. Preferably. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll see how that changes over the course of the years. (laughs) Uh, And then this was one I found interesting. So, you know, we're talking about the the marijuana really entering the mainstream, Mm -hmm. but specifically not necessarily uh, marijuana and THC, uh, CBD Mm -hmm. oil uh, being used in drinks and food. So not edibles even, but just incorporated. uh, And I don't know if it's a flavoring thing. It was interesting. Yesterday I was doing a market out in Deland. And I was next to somebody who makes her own CBD oil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'd never even talked to anybody about it. So learning a little bit more about it was fairly interesting. Yeah. But then I was reading this article. So it was, you know, the, the oil you put on your mm-hmm. skin yeah. and it helps uh, facilitate healing maybe um, and some other things. But, you know, talking about actually incorporating it in food and stuff. Is that something you'd heard of before? Yeah, I've heard of it. Um I mean, I've never just spent some time in Denver. Yeah, I spent some time in Denver. I've never tried CBD drinks or anything. Um, I have friends who have tried it. Uh, I don't know. I guess it just makes you sleepy, honestly. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it's CBD, so that's pretty much supposed to relax you. (laughs) So I guess it's like drinking a soda and falling asleep instead of drinking a soda and getting a caffeine rush. Getting a caffeine. Interesting. Okay. I kind of like the idea of that. Um, the marketing stuff was very difficult to source because that one always seems to be the same over and over again. Yeah. So depending on who you're asking and depending on, you know, that sort of thing, uh, Forbes had an article and there were like so many, uh, oh, really now this is going to happen moments. Uh, content has become core to marketing 
really? I think it's it's pretty. People for some reason like to just state the obvious. Yeah, they're like, you need to put things on your social media for it to be successful. And I'm like, really? <laughs> wow, I had no idea. Uh, and there were a couple more like that, like security and data privacy will be major concerns because they weren't in the past. Uh, marketing and PR will continue to overlap. So um, one of the things that I noted was about chatbots. Mm-hmm. So we are, you know, we talked about Amazon Prime earlier. We talked about wanting stuff as quickly as possible. Yep. Um, and that's another thing is people expect shipping to be even faster. Mm-hmm. Right, the expectation Amazon is setting us up for a world, not just Amazon, but yeah, they're yeah, kind of well, also no, I mean, Target. Jeff Bezos pretty, is, yeah. is you know, a big listener, so I'm going to give him credit yeah, here, yeah, give him a shout out. And uh, you know, they're setting us up for uh, that sort of thing, but also the experience that we have on a website in terms of interactions with chatbots. So, there's two things there there's one is they're getting smart enough, even with a very simple AI, to have full conversations mm-hmm. with people without you knowing that it's yep. a chatbot. Um, but then the data analysis part of that. So let's say you had a client that had a chatbot and you could go through the questions that the, the customers were asking mm-hmm. and gain some insights there. Uh, how do you feel about that? Because, uh, you know, the, the autom- there's part of me that says the automation is taking away uh, not only jobs, but I would prefer to talk to a human. Yeah, I would say... It's beneficial in some cases. So yeah. if it's like, hey, I need to pay my bill. And like, let's say you're in a rush. You don't want to talk to a person. You just want to pay your bill. Take my card number, pay my bill. That kind of stuff I get. Uh, if maybe someone, some company overcharged you like $200 mm-hmm. and you want to talk to a person, and you know, get your money back. It's a lot easier to talk to a person and, you know, reason with them. I think that's the big thing about technology and, and an AI is, it may be able to display emotion. It may be able to portray that it's a person, but at the end of the day, you can't reason with an AI. Let me just be clear because we have a lot of AI listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel like people are more reasonable than machines. Yeah, okay. definitely, yeah. In a good way. Yeah, in a good way. I yeah. mean, if you tell a, a bot, you know, hey, I got overcharge overcharged $200, and you're like, okay, cool, we'll submit a claim to our resolution center. You'll hear back and whatever. It's an automated response. Uh, if you tell a person, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let's get this fixed. Let me escalate this to tier two support or whatever happens. It just feels like it's more... Yeah. Uh, resolved, yeah, even exactly. though it's not completed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in either situ- yeah. situation. But there are some things I would say it's okay to have an AI yeah. or a bot take care of. All right. So for our future robot overlords, if you're ju- if you're listening, and I know you are, um, if you get that, you know, again, it just feels a little more authentic. Yeah. I'm just angling for a position in the new regime once they yeah, take no, over. Yeah, no, I totally support bots and AIs. Okay, good. <laughs> We're part of the, uh, yeah, the, it's a new political party that we're... All right, let's do one more. Uh, this has to do with cocktails. Uh, so this is the annual culinary and cocktail trends forecast from Kimpton Hotels and Restaurants. So basically, I think what it comes down to for these trends articles is it can come from anybody, and it becomes almost clickbaity. Like, you should almost create a trends document, uh, at the end of the year, so you can tell people, or you can I get actually some do have one coming out. Do you really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so that'll so, be on the website soon. Let me ask you, what do you look for in yours, knowing that there's such a dearth of these out there? I think for me, it's less 
repeating things other people are saying every yeah. single year since the beginning of internet and being like, you need to put things on your social media or you need to have a website. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, I think I like to make hey, predictions. blogs are in this year. They are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've been in every year. <laughs> um, basic marketing tips. Uh, I like to, to push the limits a little bit yeah. and, and make predictions that sometimes m- may not happen, honestly, but they're, I think they're worth like, you know, trying. So um, my biggest prediction for 2019 right now. Are we breaking news? Are you okay news. with saying this? Yeah, it's okay. fine. It's fine. Great. My biggest prediction for 2019 right now, I think Pinterest is going to become a huge platform in 2019. Really? They are really pushing their uh, whole advertising platform. Okay. And I've really been growing my Pinterest uh, lately, have like 9,000 monthly viewers, which if you aren't familiar with Pinterest is a lot of monthly viewers. Um, not like it's not like my Instagram levels, but you know, it's pretty, pretty good. Um, I think it's going to be pretty big. Content is not so competitive right now. So when you post on there, it's more likely to be seen. And depending on your business, Mm -hmm. uh, if it's like an internet model or an app or something like that, it's easier to get, you know, users to download your app or buy your product. So it's got a higher return on the investment you're making because the ads are cheaper. So I think Pinterest is going to be the way to go because Facebook and Instagram are kind of slowly declining and having issues. Yeah, I think, I mean, Twitter's okay, but... This is how Pinterest you do a trend yeah. for 2019. That was it. That was that's, beautiful. That's, that's how you And predict. you have more than that? Yeah. You have more trends than that I you're going to put up on your yeah. website have, on coffeefuel.net? I have more, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Real trends, not content is important. <laughs> Hashtag real trends. All right, let's get back to booze for a second. Uh, the duh moment in this report about cocktail trends uh, was there's going to be a focus on sustainability. Okay, so I, I get it that maybe you hadn't thought of that for cocktails yet, mm-hmm. but really we've been talking uh, yeah, about that's, that forever. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah. Uh, the one, uh, and this kind of bummed me out a little bit, is uh, mushrooms are going to be big in drinks next year. So mushroom-infused <sighs> drinks. I don't know how I feel about drinks. that. Yeah, because and I already heard about that on the like smoothie side. See, the thing is, I'm I'm a vegetarian, yeah. so I, I like mushrooms. Okay. Because they replace meat in a lot of different dishes. Sure. You can use, like, shiitake mushrooms. Well, now they're going to replace it, meat in your cocktails. But you don't put meat in cocktails. Wait, so that's what? what confuses me. So I'm <laughs> like, do I really want a cocktail with, with mushrooms in it? Probably not, you know? Probably not. That just doesn't sound appealing. I mean, now, pizza with mushrooms, a, you know, that sounds good. As a garnish, maybe, for, like, a martini instead of an olive? I never really understood the olive either. I mean, okay. maybe it's just me. Yeah. Do you are you very much a purist when it comes to drinks? Like, what do you typically drink? I'm not a big cocktail person, I guess. Okay. Well, that's good because guess what the next trend is? What's the next trend? Elevated mocktails. Okay. Is this something? Are they you can putting get Are they putting mushrooms? in I'm them? sure they are. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, are. if they're putting mushrooms in them, probably not. <laughs> but a lot of different types of flavors, like basically taking that same you know, effort that they're putting into all of this mixology sort yeah. of effort. See, I do like that concept. Yeah. Because when I get my drink, it would be nice to have a performance, you know? That's what you're doing. They there light for. the glass on fire. They put some sure. smoke inside of it. They burn sure. some wood chips in the glass, you know? And then they're like, here's your water. It sounds, it sounds pretty great. <laughs> I, I think it'll be more complicated than that. Yeah, no, but it sounds, it sounds, it sounds like it could be cool. 
Yeah. Just without the mushrooms. So you're in for that. No mushrooms, though. No mushrooms. Unless they're on like pizza and, you know, like stir fry. Outside of marketing, is there anything for 2019 that you're looking forward to personally or professionally? Uh, Personally, I really want to do some more international travel in 2019. So looking forward to that. Hopefully, I haven't been to Paris, so hopefully get to go to Paris in 2019. I would say that's like a personal goal. Nice. Yeah. Professionally or, um, you know, within the industry or something else? Professionally, uh, I mean, this is my 10th year of marketing, so I got to, you know, really promote that. So I'm excited. Yeah. uh, So you can do something big for your 10th birthday? For your 10th rebirthday? Yeah, my 10th anniversary in marketing. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'll probably throw a cool event or do something local in Orlando. Now, beyond, we're, we're talking a lot about marketing. There's a lot of other things that you do and you are. So mm-hmm. it's, it's tough as an entrepreneur because you're always talking about, you know, your business. Yep. Um, but my understanding is you're also, one of the events that you do is Battle the Brushes. Yep. Are you also an artist? I am. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I have a mural behind Vinyl Arts Bar. It's the Grim Reaper surrounded by hearts. Okay. It's pretty great. <laughs> Where's Vinyl Arts Bar? Uh, it's on Colonial. It's like a red building, uh, you know, where Steel House is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like right next to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like their parking lot's like you drive down a little like yeah, s- like a slope behind their building, and then there's murals back there. So What was that? So just on the, you know, sort of the ins and outs of, of doing a mural, were you just a, are you a painter by trade, or yeah, is it I mean, more on the graphic, computer-rated I, design? I do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, I grew up in like an artistic atmosphere. My grandma's an art professor, so uh, I love doing it all. Uh, there was she many. nice to you? Was she like, yeah. oh, no, you're doing that wrong? Yeah, no, my grandma was great. She was really <laughs> constructive. Um, and then my grandpa's pretty creative. He's just not like a professional yeah. artist. Um, but no, they're they're both really supportive and taught me a lot. Um, there really aren't many types of arts I don't do. I do um, painting, spray painting, graphic design, fashion design. Um, was so. this your first full mural? Yeah. And yeah. how was it like going from... You know, a, a canvas yeah. to a wall to this large yeah, well, I mean, scale. I'd done I'd done some large scale stuff. Okay. Um, I think the biggest thing I had done was probably like a seven foot by seven foot painting, uh, but this wall was probably twenty feet tall and like forty feet long. Yeah. It's a it's a big wall, uh, so it was just kind of like understanding like how you're going to scale this idea you have and fit that entire wall uh, because you don't want to paint something tiny on a wall and then you have a bunch so of blank space. a lot space. of planning, yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of planning. There's um, there's a few different methods you can use. Um, you know, like people would make like grids. You yep. know, like the, the little drawing books you got as a kid where you had to transfer the image sure, from one sure, page sure. to the other using grids. Yep. Pretty much what you do for murals. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right, so... And the reason I ask that is, uh, again, because I don't want people to think that there's, you know, this is you and you're hyper-focused on this. You get good at marketing, especially, I think, by doing a lot of other things. Yeah, I I actually learn a lot and get a lot of ideas uh, to market my clients through other things I do. Um, I've been doing event planning for definitely not nine years, probably about three, and I... I host Battle of the Brushes. I host a lot of other events. I usually put them on the Facebook page for Coffee Field just so mm-hmm. people can have a place to find them. Um, last year, I did um, some LGBTQ speed dating events. 
because, you know, there was a need for that in Orlando. Um, so just a lot of different fun things, uh, just things that give me ideas on like how to market yeah. to different it's people like you in have my to, businesses. You have to, uh, you have to have room to play, mm-hmm. right? Or else. Gotta keep life fun. Yeah. And, or else, yeah, you're just reading trend magazines and, you know, mo- or doing what other people are already doing. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I, I would say businesses aren't going to grow by doing what everyone else does. And I think doing these events really gets my name out there. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of getting your name out there, I wanted to ask you about this because I thought this was a really fun way to do that. Um, you were going around and putting out uh, wildflower seed yeah. uh, packets. They yeah. were branded yep. with coffee fueled. Yep. yep, they were. I... So were you specifically going to different coffee shops or were you delivering them anywhere who was uh, interacting with I, you? Yeah, on... I left them a few different places. So I traveled to a few different cities, um, left some in Nashville. Can you name the cities or are they secret? No, I can name the cities. Okay. Um, I left, obviously, Orlando. Yep. Uh, Tampa, Jacksonville, Miami. Left some in Gainesville. Uh, going up north, uh, we had Atlanta, New Orleans, uh, Denver, New York City. So uh, this was, I mean, this was a way to promote coffee-fueled, but it was also a way to give back. Yeah, I like to advertise, but in a um, kind of humanitarian way. Mm-hmm. So I actually really care about the environment. Um, and, you know, I enjoy coffee. When and you were looking at me when you said, I actually care about the environment, it felt very <laughs> Personal attack. Yeah, did you mean for that? I, I was, no, 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 it wasn't, wasn't a personal attack. Okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> Clarifying that I'm not just advertising with these, with this, yes. this product, I actually like, I'm saying like, I actually care besides, you know, advertising. No. Well, uh, and again, for people who are listening, it sounds like we've been getting along famously <laughs> on the air, off the air. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. We couldn't be fighting, um, any more yeah, than we already terrible, have. Terrible, terrible. And I think that stems from, I, I'd sent you a lot of material for you to memorize. Like this should have been all scripted. I sent you an entire oh, yeah. script for the show and you said, Nick, I didn't even read it. <laughs> You had all these complicated hand signals for when we're on the air and we're doing different things and we need to go in different directions. And I didn't memorize any of those. Very hurt by that. Um, So, yeah, so we've been, I mean, just in icy silence when we're not fighting (laughs) off of the air. Oh, yeah. So having said all that, I just wanted to make sure that wasn't just a dig. Yeah, Yeah, no, No, you care about the environment. Yeah, I care about the environment. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was traveling around leaving these seed packets, uh, and essentially the goal was to get people to plant flowers because, uh, and, and at coffee shops, you know, we don't have coffee unless we have bees. So the whole campaign was like, save the bees. And I like hand filled hundreds of seed packets and delivered them and stamped them to all these coffee shops. And it was just a cool oh, little thing. Awesome. So yeah. yeah. So people took pictures of them and tagged me and like got free flower seeds and then planted them and, you know. They're sprouting, and that's kind of cool to see. And I mean, it'll take a little bit for them to turn into flowers, but sure. it's just a cool concept. So just doing different things like that that people haven't seen before. What was your inspiration for doing that? Um, in the summer, I was giving out metal straws because um, the big focus was, you know, the seas, the turtles. Getting rid of the straws, yeah. yeah. So I was giving out metal straws, and I and I think the initial inspiration was, you know, seeing those stories about our oceans and hearing about, like, the red tide and, like, all these things mm-hmm. happening. And then it just stemmed off into, okay, I should do more things to help the environment while I'm marketing my business. Because it's a marketing firm, you have to be very creative in how you market a marketing firm. So... 
you can't it's it's not as simple as marketing like a coffee shop like yeah. come buy coffee it's, you, you can't just go in and buy a marketing plan <laughs> you gotta i mean you could you, but you could you, still you need could to, but you got yeah. a, you got a little bit of a contractual obligation yep, absolutely beyond a coffee cup um so you know it's just a, a different way of marketing so i was like i'm gonna keep this environmentally friendly and she came up with the idea i was like what do i want to do it's 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 uh you know springtime fall it was fall yeah. I was like, it was like a good time of year. So flowers. Do you have, okay. So do you know what your next, uh, I have, do you I have need some me ideas? to come up with one or seven. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Great. I have some ideas, but I haven't like solidified one yet, but yeah, I mean, winter is here. So I got to think of something. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll come fall up is, with fall some. is now over. I'll come up with Those some flower really, seeds are over. So if you really, didn't get them, really, then, amazing ideas yeah i'm sure you will it will get you so much media attention yeah let me just put it that way okay <laughs> get the publicity stunts <laughs> uh bethany renee williams coffee fueled marketing we've got to get out of here yeah i, I guess time flies i guess yeah i'm gonna... a joy to talk to yeah yeah <laughs> wow okay <laughs> uh so we can find you at coffee fueled yeah on instagram um, I coffee fueled on Facebook as well. That's mm-hmm. where you put up a lot of the events yep. that you have going on around Orlando. Yeah. If you, if you Google coffee fueled marketing, you can find, find any okay. social media. It's all on my website. Very nice. Uh, any events coming up? Is there another battle of the brushes coming up? Battle of the soon? brushes is December 15th. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And so. what venue is that at? It's going to be at the, uh, milk district CrossFit, which is off of colonial near the Orlando executive airport. Uh, so that's over kind of where Southern Craft is? No, it's near the Joanne Fabrics, PetSmart. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like right behind that building. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's a nice big building to have it in. Yeah. and it's a good uh, area. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Okay, anything else you want to plug? I'll have uh, potentially another guest next week, but I may not. So if you want to come back next week, that would be fine. And well, then maybe I will. Uh, Sunday, I will be at Milk Mart. Uh, so that'll be over in the Milk District behind Sportstown Billiards. So you can go there and find a bunch of stuff to buy for the holidays. Definitely do it. Good Christmas gifts. And local, too. Yeah. So that's the that's the main thing. Um, and you're, you're not going to remember everything, or you might be in Miami yeah. on <laughs> Sunday, which is fine because Grandma Party Bazaar is on December 16th. Okay. Are you... You gonna be in town for that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great. I'll be at Battle of the Brushes the fifteenth, so I have to be in town. Perfect. <laughs> so that'll be the good. That brings out, and uh, you know, this is the thing. I wanted to have a table there, not only because I love to share my work and I love to talk to people, but because I need to stay at my table the entire show. Otherwise, I will spend all of the money mm-hmm. at that event because yeah. uh, not only do you have a lot of the people you've seen around town. Uh, who vend and do these events, you have a lot of people who only do one or two events a year come out for Grandma Party Bazaar. Wow. And it's really, really neat. So that's on the 16th outside of uh, Stardust. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So you should come to that. I'll, yeah, how about this? I'll come to Battle of the Brushes. I will not compete <laughs> because, one, I cannot paint. And two, I don't know what the process is. Yeah, for, yeah. yeah. I well, can't yeah we actually have all ten of our artists already. We're yeah, going to be see, announcing them on Instagram. Uh, and that's why I really week, can't. So. That's why I really can't do yeah. it. Uh, and then you come to Grandma Party. Yeah, deal. Perfect. 
All right. Oh, uh, Battle of the Brushes, is it uh, reasonably open to all ages or is yeah, it Yeah, it's open to clients? all ages. Um, I mean, it's a non-alcohol event, so yeah. we have soda, water, like stuff like that. Okay. If you do bring a younger child, they just need to be supervised because it is a CrossFit gym. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. the I'm only thing. Like- just don't drop your seven-year-old off and have fun and watch the art. <laughs> Oh, that's not what it no, is. No, no, it is not. It's not. No, I was thinking more in the. I would imagine teens who are specifically. Into I would say, arts yeah, I would say would at least sort of. I would say it. at least like fifteen and up. Yeah. You know, to yeah, be yeah, able yeah. to be there unsupervised. Um, it's a safe environment. So. Yeah. Or just to hang out and see yeah, what's going chill, on yeah. and be able to interact with the artists because yep. it's, you know, they're obviously focused on what they're doing, but there's still an opportunity Yeah, and they're trying to make a career out of it. So if, you know, yeah. younger people are interested in becoming professional artists, it's a good place for them to meet and connect with people. Great. Bethany, Renee, Williams, thank you so much. Of course. I'm going to release you back into the world. All right. And I have been Nick. I will continue to do so, I guess. It was a great time. Thank you. I'm glad you had a great time. We can go back to fighting after we get All off right, the air. All right, cool. You're listening to WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Uh, And we'll have some music coming up after these messages. Thank you so much for listening. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Where do you go from here? Tell your friends about how awesome this episode was. Subscribe to the show wherever you subscribe. Treat yourself to something nice. Learn to juggle. And also check out toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. You can follow, you can like, you can subscribe. It encourages you to become more engaged with me. I get it. Your time is valuable. But wouldn't it be great to just connect with one more person? And that person was me. And you invited me over for homemade pancakes on occasion. Yeah, that would be great. Thanks for listening.